Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to take a moment to recognize and give a shout out to today's sponsor, which is the Anchor app. Anchor is a free app that anyone can download to start a podcast. It's simple and easy. It provides many tools for recording, such as sounds, music, you can send voice messages to friends, and you can even get paid. That's right, you can get paid for talking about a topic that you enjoy by getting more listeners and sponsorships. It's simple and easy. Download the free Anchor app right now to get started. What's up, guys? We're back. Man, I'm feeling a little rusty because it's been quite a little bit since we have been back together for the podcast, but y'all, we're excited to say we're back. We're glad to be here, um, and we're really excited for today's conversation. Abby, you want to fill them in with what you've been up to? Yeah, so over the summer, Kelsey and I were both really busy. I did an internship at a nonprofit organization. It was the same place I worked at last year. So super fun, very busy summer, but I enjoyed it a lot. And now I'm back at school for my senior year. So exciting and stressful all at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And I have to preface, like Abby said, we've both been super busy, but we both agree and say that it's been a good busy, um, nothing bad, just really awesome opportunities the Lord's given us, whether that's towards advancing our career or whatever it may be. Um, I had an internship this summer as well and worked for the Chamber of Commerce in Wayne County. It was a really cool experience to kind of take a step back from my health-focused classes for my major and have some more um, fun creating marketing content. And we're actually getting ready to host an event this Thursday um, during the week that we're recording this. Um, this Thursday, the 21st, we're hosting our Rural Health Summit, and that's been the project that I've worked on since um, I started my internship, so I'm super excited to see that come to life. It's been a lot of hard work, but it's been really cool to see how the Lord's been able to use um, the gifts that He's given me creatively towards that role, and I actually got a job position out of it, which is what I'll be doing um, once I graduate in December. Abby, I can't remember if... I exclusively mentioned that on the podcast since we've... I don't think you did. Okay, well, surprise. Maybe. Surprise. I'm graduating early. I'm going to graduate in December, and I know I've shared with y'all before that the plan um, for me is to pursue a master's degree in occupational therapy. So, board willing, I'm in the process of those applications right now, but the plan is to work for the chamber um, for six months while I transition into that. So, and then I would say the other key highlight of my summer was going on a mission trip. Um, And that was the first one I've ever been on before, but it was a really awesome opportunity um, and learned a lot about the Lord through that as well. So like I said, we've both been busy, but we're really excited to be back in the swing of things for the podcast. Yeah, super excited, kind of getting emotional, because I feel like, I don't know exactly when we started the podcast, but I know when no, we started I'm the so Instagram, we were that. seniors I'm so school. glad you said that, because we started, <laughs> I was literally thinking about this last night, and I, I almost got up, like emotional too, but we started our podcast my so- sophomore, our sophomore year of college. 
because yeah. we were I remember the apartment that I was at and um mm-hmm. us yep. starting it so man it's been so yeah. cool I'm like now we're here and I'm just excited to continue pursuing this um and seeing the ways that the Lord continues to work in our lives so I'm glad we have this like Abby and I were talking about last week in a conversation with each other we're just you know always reminding ourselves that we kind of started this podcast of really like even before senior year um yeah just having conversations with one another and so super special to be able to share that with other people too but at the end of the day um it just feels like it always has so yeah man let me not start crying on the pod. <laughs> let me not start Okay, before we get an emotional, um, let's go into our conversation for today. So like Kelsey said, she went on a mission trip. So I am just going to ask her a couple questions about that and learn about her experience. Yeah. So first off, rapid fire questions. Okay. Where did you go? When did you go? And how long were you gone? Okay. So I went to El Salvador, um, the actual place that we were primarily focused in um, was a watch upon El Salvador and we went this past June it was June 5th through the 12th so it was a Monday to a Monday and I went with this was not your question but I went with a team of (laughs) I believe 10 other people and one of those was my mom which was super special Mm -hmm. yep and it was a week long yes Mm -hmm. okay nice Um, so how did you get the opportunity to go on this mission trip? Great question. So y'all follow me for a second while I try to explain this, but my mom is a practice manager, um, for a family practice in Garner, North Carolina. And one of the providers that she, um, oversees and works for, um, he goes on these mission trips, I believe Every year, if not every year, it's pretty regularly with his church group. Um, It's a church also based in Garner. Um, It's Holland's United Methodist Church, but they go every year um, to El Salvador. And I'm I'm pretty sure they probably go to other places as well. But to my understanding, it's a regular occurrence and they go every year for the same purpose, which is a medical mission trip. So it's... A group of individuals, not all of us are obviously um, medically like certified or whatever you want to call it. Um, Like we're not certified to practice medicine, but most of the people that go at least have a a job in healthcare. Um, And so it's really cool to go on a a mission trip, but it specifically be medical, um, medically based to provide that for people. But anyways, my mom worked for a provider And he goes with the church that he attends and he knew that my mom was a Christian. And um, I guess through conversations they've had in the past, you know, he's gotten, he had gotten the idea that she would be interested in something like that. Asked if she wanted to go. She shared that with me and my dad. I was jealous. I wanted to go. (laughs) She asked if it would be okay if I could go as well. And um, we both were. And so, yeah, that's, the group of people that we went with, it was myself and another girl on the team. Um, we were the two youngest people, and then it was primarily um, more middle-aged folks that went with us. So mm-hmm. really cool. 
Very cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just throw in a story really quick. So I went to training for my internship this summer because they have a kid's summer camp where there's counselors and stuff. Kelsey knows what I'm about to say. And so the training is basically for the counselors. I'm not a counselor. I'm an intern, but I went anyways just to like be familiar, connect with them and see what they were going to be doing. So I walk in and there's this girl there. Her name is Camille. Camille, I know know you're probably going to be listening. Mm -hmm. And I walk in and I like, I knew her, but I wasn't like close with her. I don't think I really ever talked to her that much. And she asked if I was friends with Kelsey. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, I was just with her. Like, I don't know if it was like the week before um, on the mission trip. And I had no idea that they had gone together. So I thought that was so cool. So we kind of connected over that, and I thought that was super sweet. Okay, well, I have to throw in this really quick. I know you know this, too, <laughs> but it was yep. probably day four or five into the trip, and we had just gotten off of the truck from working for the day. Mind you, their mode of transportation is not always the safest in El Salvador. There were days <laughs> when we would all pile into the back of a truck, standing up, <laughs> and hold on to the sides while we would be transported to wherever we were serving that day but anyways we got back from a day's a day of work I mean at this point you know I had gotten fairly close with everybody on the team I mean you're spending countless hours a day with these people and you're in you know all the way across the country without your family so they quickly become what feels like family and Camille I I can't 100% remember how she brought it up but she was like Oh, she had pulled up Instagram to look at something and she had brought up our podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, and then she was like, wait, you're friends with Abby? And I was like, Abby Seely? <laughs> She's like, yeah, she works. Um, what's the name? Hope. Community of Hope. Community of Hope. She was like, yeah, she's yeah. an intern for that, right? And I was like, yeah, like, this is weird. <laughs> and then the dots instantly connected. So, yeah, super crazy. Like that was my side of that situation, and then that was Abby's side of the situation. Yeah, so, yeah, she's awesome. So cool. Yeah. Um. So I think you kind of covered this a little bit. My next question was going to be, what was the goal of your mission trip? So you guys went for like healthcare. Yeah. So it's medic, um, a medical mission trip. So typically in the past, what they've done, and this is what happened this year, is. They partner with like a nonprofit organization to provide um, medication for the trip and um, as well as hold um, like a drive, if you will, for people to donate reading glasses. And if they happen to have some people who donate prescription glasses, that works too. But basically the whole point of that is to be able to provide at least some form of eyewear for individuals who cannot see as good without having to spend tons of money on um, specified prescriptions for people. So it's like, Mm -hmm. obviously not um, completely fixing their need, but it's helping it. And so that was a really cool experience to kind of watch play out and also be a part of. But the, the biggest thing is obviously leading them closer to the Lord and showing them you know, his love and kindness through our service, but it was not, I don't know what picture y'all who are listening might have in your head of what a mission trip is, but it it was not like completely like 
evangelism-y, if that makes sense. Like we weren't going out every day and like with the goal of proclaiming the gospel to anybody we walked up to, it was more of how can we display the Lord through the care that we're providing to these people and um, being able to pray for them primarily. That was the biggest thing. We also, during our time medically serving people, went out into the surrounding community with um, food packages that contain like very basic food and supplied that to individuals. But in doing that, we got to um, go with two translators. It was like, I would say maybe anywhere from five to eight people at a time and a team with two translators, we would go to um, the homes of people surrounding the um, church that we were providing the medical care at and would get to hear their story um, and pray for them, which was, my favorite part, I prayed over probably two or three families that we went to. And it's a very humbling experience when you're looking around and seeing the house that they're living in is, you know, a dirt floor and walls that are not necessarily closed off, but it's just something to protect them. And to them, you know, they don't see that as less than they are very complacent with what they have. And so to then be able to look at our society in America and how we kind of view the things that we have. It's again, a very humbling experience. And I would say also too, what made that my favorite was the fact that I was praying in one language, but they were translating it to what they could understand. And in that way we were kind of unified and we were praying the same thing. It just sounded different, but it meant the same. That was very powerful. Um, yeah, I just, my, my, like a small piece of my heart will always be in El Salvador now. The people there are so oh. kind, um, <laughs> just so welcoming into their home. I mean, there was one little lady I will never forget. And she was like, as soon as, as soon as we were at her doorstep and she like could see that there was a group of people there wanting to visit her, she was getting the plastic chairs off of the stack, you know, all fed out, like, please sit, please sit, like, just so, you know, we could have brought nothing and just brought ourselves, and that would have been more than enough for them, and so that was a super, super rewarding experience, Um, and then on the medical aspect of it, I primarily packaged prescriptions, so we had anywhere, anything from, like, um, diabetes medication, allergy medication, vitamins, prenatal vitamins, um, ibuprofen, Tylenol, stuff like that. And what I did as kind of a quote unquote pharmacist was prepackage the medications that the providers typically ask for a lot so that they wouldn't have to spend time standing there waiting for us to fill the bags. They could just grab it. Um, and I did that for like the first day or two. And then I kind of became interested in the whole eyewear process and helping people find a pair of glasses that worked for them and kind of gradually slid my way into um, actually performing that for people, which was cool. We, the thing that we used for people to read to see if the glasses worked for them was a Bible in their language, which was really cool as well, Mm. Um, that they weren't just reading random words, but that they were reading scripture. Um, And we also... I would say, too, for each quote-unquote provider who saw patients, which was my mom, Dr. Spivey, Kathy, um, Donna, 
I would want to say it was the four of them primarily. And then we had Melba providing the eyewear station. We had a translator for each of those. So people who literally live in a watch upon or somewhere close by who was willing to work with us for the whole week that they, we were there to translate what we were saying in English to the people of El Salvador. And we got really close with them too. Um, me and my mom still talk to two of the people that we worked with and check in on them. So it's, it's just so cool to know that there, you know, all those people that we served are all the way across the country, but like together we can be unified by prayer and the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What would you say was the most challenging thing about the trip? Easily leaving them Mm -hmm. and getting to the point in the week where you're running out of medication and you have to tell somebody we don't have anything to, you know, make that better. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I, that, but I would I would expand on that and saying to every day, not just the the days where it was towards the end of our trip and we were running out, but every day knowing that, okay, if you have a patient who has high blood sugar, and you can tell has diabetes but can't, you know, um, provide the necessary medication, whether that's due to like access to somewhere to provide that for for yourself or just the money to do it, knowing that the medication we're giving them is only going to last them a month. What's going to happen after that month? You know what I mean? Like you're, they're going to be medically like provided for this month, but next month what happens? Like, yeah, they're not going to be treated anymore. And so I would say through that kind of then having to really surrender that to the Lord and say like, you know, well, at least we are here and we can provide this for them now. And like, we have to have faith that the Lord's going to provide for them when we're not here. Um, And something that was really cool, not hard, but something that was really cool is it was the last day of us providing medical care, the place that we went to. um, Like I said, this team goes quite frequently to the same place. And there was, I want to say a few years ago, the team that went, there was a little boy and I'm not going to explain this exactly correct, but there was a little boy, very young as a baby, needed some type of surgery, um, but they weren't going to be able to medic- like financially provide for it. Come to find out like the team that was there or someone was willing to financially provide so that the little boy could have the surgery. And so fast forward to this past June, we're at this place and one of the ladies is like, wait a second, I've seen that boy before. Like, he looks so familiar. And it was the five- or six-year-old version of this little boy that that she had seen when he was a little baby, and he was running around just, like, as healthy and happy as he could be. And even though I couldn't make that connection, it was, like, being able to see that through her eyes and the fact Mm -hmm. that, like, she ran into – like, we could have been anywhere, you know? That little boy could have been anywhere. But the fact that, like, the Lord brought both of them together that day and she could make that kind of realization was really cool. So yeah. my hope is I got now. <laughs> my hope is that I can keep going and experience that one day, too, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally remember and recognize that person from the yeah. first year that I went on the mission trip. And, like, just, man, 
highly recommend if you have the opportunity, like take that step of faith. It is, can be very intimidating flying across the country to somewhere you've never been before with nobody that, you know, you would call family, but the people that you're with, you quickly become very close to and just learn a total, totally different um, understanding of the Lord's love for each person and just a lot of growth within yourself, being willing to um, faithfully answer the calling of the Lord telling you to go. But there's a lot that can, you know, also be done here. Like that doesn't always mean you need to go across the country to make a difference. So, yeah. 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 That's good. So would you kind of tie that into being like, I was going to ask what's the most emotional thing that you experienced? So, yeah, I would say I would kind of, yeah, relate that back to what I just said with, I think what was really challenging for me was the realization that we can't fix everybody's need and address everybody's mm-hmm. need. Um, the other really emotional thing, I'll try to explain this quick. One of the ladies that we went to when we were delivering food, she lives by herself. She has, I believe, a daughter and a son, neither of which she has great communication with. Her son got put in jail and um, apparently people in El Salvador, like the, I guess, legal, like the government there, the police, they put people in prison very frequently, like for things that aren't necessarily like a big deal, if you will, like just very mundane, like simple things they put people in jail for. And apparently that was the case with this woman's son and she got really emotional about it. And again, that's the thing, like Mm -hmm. she was super welcoming for us to come into her home, complete strangers, you know, but super welcoming for us to, to be there and opens up to us vulnerably. She gets really emotional and mind you, it's very hot. Like we're in the heat of summer. I don't know that it ever gets like really cold there, but it was super hot. And I think that with her getting emotional, she got like worked up Mm. and come to find out she had like, um, it was either high blood pressure or diabetes, one of the, or high blood sugar, one or the other, or honestly could have been a combination of both. And we, we get done, like she gets emotional we pray for her. We get ready to leave. And we're like, most of us are giving her a, a hug goodbye before we leave. And I'm the last person to hug her. And I go to hug her and she like collapses. And mm. like, I feel her kind of like fall into my arms. And luckily there was a chair like pretty close behind her. So I like catch her and I'm able to put her into the chair. And, you know, me, I know that she was worked up, but I, like, I felt something, like, Holy Spirit-wise when I gave her that hug that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, part of me feels like she just kind of embraced that and, like, yeah, embraced it and fell into it. But um, come to find out, she hadn't taken her medication that day. She hadn't eaten much. So we were able to, I carried a bag with me. Well, most of us on the team carried a bag with us every day. You can't drink water there. So everything has to be bottled. So you would always have to carry a bottle of water with you, snacks, whatever you think that you might need, toilet paper, 
Like, that's a whole other thing, y'all. Like, you can't flush toilet paper there. Um, anyways, luckily, I had, like, Powerade, um, like, electrolyte water flavor packet to my bag mm-hmm. and a granola bar. And so we were able to give her some of that to get her blood sugar back up and the packet to get some electrolytes in her. And she, like, was able to kind of catch her breath and calm down. But I don't know. I mean... Obviously, there's a part that, like, kind of makes you feel bad because she got so worked up sharing that. But then part of me, too, is, is like, well, we were able to be there with her when she experienced that. And we were able to pray for her through that. Um, That was really emotional. And then later that day, we told her before we left, we were like, we have a clinic that's right up, right up the road. Like, you should totally, you know, you should come and you, you can get your blood pressure checked and your blood sugar checked. And she came later that day, and it was cool to Aww. see her again. Um, she's so cute. Mm-hmm. She's just a little lady, but she was so sweet. Aww. Yeah, that was really emotional. And then just leaving, yeah, yeah the last day, the end of the yeah. trip, very emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, would you go again? Oh, absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, do you think you'd have the opportunity to go with that same group next year yeah I think so um yeah I feel confident that that'll be another conversation we have in the future um I I have to say though (laughs) coming back I was fine throughout the whole week and the morning we got ready to leave my stomach had turned upside down and that plane ride back it was like it was like the day that we left Plus the two or three days after that, my stomach was completely off track, felt unwell. And that whole plane ride home, well, it wasn't one straight plane ride. We had like one, then a layover, then another one. And man, there's nothing like being trapped on a plane (laughs) with body aches and upset stomach. And to be honest with you, I told mom on the, I told mom, I was like, I don't know. That was almost enough to make me not want to go back. So I don't have to do that again. Uh, but honestly, I retract that statement. I'm not wishing that for myself in the future. I don't want that to happen again. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, the experience was like far worth it. Um, mm. But yeah, that could, that could be a whole nother topic for another day. Just like the cultural differences. In fact, mm-hmm. that you can't flush toilet paper. You cannot drink, you cannot consume water there if it's not in a bottle. Um, just like things that we don't even have to think about that we take for granted yeah. every day. Is it, It's insane. But the fact that, like, despite all of that, those people there are so kind. Like, it's just very overwhelming. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Camille, she loves talking about it. She, I think she's it's been, been there multiple so times. Many. And she, yeah. Yes, to multiple yep. places too, not just El Salvador. So, yeah. yeah, it's super cool, but um, definitely something that, like, if you have the opportunity, you should totally take advantage of it and experience it because there's nothing like being in a foreign place and being kind of the outsider, um, mm-hmm. literally not being able to speak their language fluently and having yeah. to rely on the Lord to fully take care of that for you is crazy but 
Yeah. It's also crazy that you go across the country and you're like, wow, the Lord created this too. And like, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, home is now way across the other side of the country, but like the Lord created all of this. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Maybe we can have Camille on here. We can do a part two and kind of, hear what they have to say about it too that would be good absolutely and something I was gonna say before we get off is um I told Abby this not that long ago but the first week of school with the my campus ministry we had tabling one day where we try to get people interested and plugged in and one of the girls that attended our what lies beneath event um that we had in March she came up to me and was like oh my gosh I totally like or she was like, oh, my gosh, you're the you're Kelsey from the podcast, right? And again, I was like, yeah, like, you know, you don't <laughs> expect people to come up to you and say that. And she was yeah. talking about how much she truly enjoyed that event. And I'm still like, I still can't believe that that happened. That was an, an incredible event. But just, I don't know, throwing it out there, like, if you're listening and you have ideas um, of what you would like to attend for an event like please share that with us we definitely are wanting to plan another event like that in the future um so (laughs) if you don't have anything to add to that though just at least be praying for what that might look like and um yeah yeah, we're always here for you guys to dm us any prayer requests um and anything that you'd like to hear on the podcast so at least to say we're very excited to be back right Yes, it's been too long. So excited! Whatever kind of podcast we're going to have this year, and just everything that is coming in the future. Yep. So be sure to keep up with us at let's dot talk dot truth underscore on Instagram. <laughs> um, we again have not been super consistent with posting since we've been kind of on a break, but we are excited to get back with our um, what do we call them? Truth Tuesdays, Tuesday's Truth. Yeah. And I think we're going to do a testimonial every month, which should be fun. I think people enjoy hearing what the Lord's doing in other people's lives. And when we also release new podcasts. So we're excited to get back in the swing of things. And we can't wait to catch you on the next one. Yeah. Bye.